Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everybody here uh, this morning. Um, If you would, uh, leave your Bibles open to Ecclesiastes. Uh, We'll get to that here in just a a few moments. Uh, To our visitors, uh, both young and old, we are glad to have you here today worshiping with us on this Memorial Day. It's good to see everybody's smiling faces. And um, to each family uh, that's represented here, um, we're glad to have you. Again, our, to our visitors, you're our honored guests. Uh, to our graduates, we have some folks that are graduating both from high school and from college. Congratulations to all of you all. Those that are advancing on uh, to other grades, congratulations. Schools are coming to an end. Uh, the snow has departed us, hopefully, and the temperatures have warmed up, and uh, uh, it's good to be able uh, to come and worship in the nice warm weather. Uh, to those that are, graduate, are, are graduating, again, I challenge you uh, to use uh, your education uh, for the Lord and for his work. Um, I'd also like to make mention, um, it was mentioned to me a few minutes ago about Eloise Oviat. Uh, she's at one of the homes here in the local area uh, in Crofton. There have been several visitors that have gone to visit her, but for those that can still, uh, that can get out to visit her, please uh, take some time. She w- would always love to see uh, folks come and visit her. And again, as was mentioned uh, for the Trot family, uh, let's remember them uh, in, their, in your prayers um, in the loss of Bud. Uh, one more plug that I'll give before I get really kicked off, and that's on VBS. And uh, uh, I'm pulling this out because I was given the note of, of exactly what to say. But... Uh, We'll get there. We really need your help for Vacation Bible School. And so uh, Monique and I will be at the back of the uh, auditorium at the end of services um, asking for volunteers, uh, for those that can really make Vacation Bible School uh, what we want it to be. Uh, VBS will be amazing, so come join us and volunteer and save the date of July 16th uh, for Vacation Bible School. The theme for this year will be Away We Go. And so uh, there, there's nice little things we'll give you on. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and this is a little maze uh, that we're going to give out to the volunteers. Uh, so please come and join us uh, for Vacation Bible School and please volunteer. Turn over in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And while you are doing that, <clears throat> I want to set today's lesson off with a funny story. It goes like this. There are a group of, of elderly ladies. They were way up in, in their 90s. They were driving, one lady was driving down the per- turnpike. They were driving down the turnpike, to, turnpike together. When they, pulled, they were pulled over by a police officer, the officer said to the woman driving, ma'am, you're only going 40 miles Per hour. Yes, officer, I realize that, said the lady. The officer said, why were you going so slow? She said, that's what the sign says in front of me. The officer kindly chuckled and said, no ma'am, that's the number of the turnpike. This is Highway 40. And by the way, why do these ladies in the back seat look so terrified? The lady said, and she smiled, because we just got off Highway 105. (laughs) Sometimes we don't always see the whole truth in front of us, but it's there. 
Follow along with me in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, if you would, starting in verse 1. Solomon says here, the, the words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Verse 2, chapter 1, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. What does man gain from all his labor at which he tolls under the sun? Verse 4, generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. Verse 5, the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. In verse 6, the wind blows to the south and turns to the north, round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. In verse 8, all things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It was here already long ago. It was here before our time. There is no remembrance of men of old and even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. In verse 12, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. What a, he what a heavy burden God has laid on men. Verse 14. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless. A chasing after the wind. What is twisted cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. In verse 16, I thought to myself, look, I have grown and increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. I have experienced, experienced much of wisdom and knowledge and verse 17, then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly, but I learned that this too is chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. For the next 15 minutes, I want us to look as a body of Christ I want us to springboard from the subject, remembering our creator. Remembering our creator. We live in a time this weekend, in, in particular, where we observe as a culture this Memorial Day weekend. We remember those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice to our country and our way of life we call freedom. Those who have died. We remember those who have gone down into the sea or up into the skies or into battle and have never come home. 
We also use this weekend to remember, remember simply those who have never served physically, but those who have supported those who have served our country and gone on before us in death in some way. It can be, very, it can be a very morbid time if you allow it to be. Or it can be a very meaningful time if you make it that. A time of appreciation, a time of thankfulness in the Lord, a time of thanksgiving, even in the midst of heartache, even in the midst of despair. King Solomon helps his people and helps us today to see God in a very practical way and remember the meaning of life. While the tone of Ecclesiastes might be one, one might say, might be something negative, something pessimistic, Solomon takes us on a mental journey explaining how everything he tried in life, everything he tested, everything he tasted was meaningless without God. It was useless. It was empty. It was irrational. It was foolish. It was pointless. It was an exercise in futility. And remember, these are words from a man, from a king who had it all. He had tremendous intellect. He had tremendous power. He had tremendous wisdom, the ability to discern. He had tremendous wealth. Look with me at Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 4. The Bible reads, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. Verse 6, I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. In verse 7, I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than other slaves who were born in my house. Excuse me. I also owned herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In verse 8, I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasures of kings and provinces. I, required, I acquired men and women singers. This is someone that had great power. Turn with me in 1 Kings. Turn over back in 1 Kings if you would. 1 Kings chapter 3. Where Solomon, this is the story where Solomon asked for wisdom. Solomon, uh, 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 4, the Bible tells us the king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. Verse 5, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. 1 Kings chapter 3 Verse 6, the Bible says, Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and, gave and, and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Verse 7, now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king 
in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Verse 8, your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. Verse 9, so give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this this great people of yours. Verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. Verse 11, so God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, verse 12, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart. So that there will, never, there, there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Verse 13, moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways, listen, he says, if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke, and he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's covenant, and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship, and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his court. If you don't believe it here in 1 Kings, you can turn over to 2 Chronicles chapter 1 verse 7 through verse 15, and you will see another account where Solomon asked God for wisdom. And so Solomon, in his life, he had studied. He had taught. He had questioned. He had judged. He had written books. Kings and leaders from other nations had come to Jerusalem to learn from King Solomon. But with all this practical insight into life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Solomon failed to heed his own advice and did not always apply his wisdom. He began a downward spiral. Near the end of his life, though, Solomon looked back with an attitude of humility and an attitude of repentance. He stopped and he took stock of the world as he, is, as he had experienced it, hoping to spare the, the readers today, yesterday, and tomorrow of learning of the bitterness through personal experience. Everything apart from God is meaningless. And so you have my one and only point this morning. Remember your creator. Remember everything apart from your creator is meaningless. In your search for satisfaction, remember people are still searching today. No pleasure or happiness is possible without God. Without God, satisfaction is a lost search. In your search for pleasure, remember people today are empty in their search for pleasure. 
The cure for emptiness is to center on God. In your search for sound work ethic and, a bi- and great ability, remember, work without, with the wrong attitude will leave you empty, but work accepted as an assignment from God can be seen as a gift. In your search to understand death, remember, God has a plan for human destiny that goes beyond this life and this death as we know it. Life is short. We need wisdom and we need discernment that is greater than this world has to offer. If you remember to listen to God, his wisdom spares us the bitterness of of futile human experience. And at the very same time, it gives us hope that goes far beyond death. In your search for wisdom, remember your creator has taught us that one, knowledge, and two, education, they have their limits. Human wisdom does not contain all of our answers. Only God and his word applied in our lives will guide us in our journey as his children. Solomon teaches us there is a time for everything under the sun. In chapter 3, The Bible tells us a time for every activity under heaven. In chapters 3 through 4, Solomon reflects on several apparent contradictions from his viewpoint in God's control of the world. Wickedness versus versus justice. Death of people versus death of animals. The lack of comfort for the oppressed. Motivation of people by envy. In chapter 6, Solomon offers some practical counsel on right attitudes, some practical counsel on adversity. In chapter 7, Solomon leaves us a message of moderation, of not being extreme. And so King Solomon offers his final conclusions in chapters 9 through 12, of which was read in your hearing today. If you would, turn over to... Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The Bible tells us in verse 1, Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. So Solomon, what are you telling us today? Remember your creator in the days of your youth. He's not just speaking of the folks that are 40 and below. He's speaking to all of us. He's telling us to remember your creator now. Remember your creator now. Before the sun and the light and the sun and the stars Grow dark. What are you telling me, Solomon? Before you have trouble with your eyes and the clouds return after the rain. Verse 3, when the keepers of the house and the strong men stoop, those hands, the keepers, when they tremble. When the strong men that used to stand up straight have a short crook in your back. When the grinders cease because they are few. And those looking through the windows grow dim. The grinders, our teeth. When the, I went to the dentist, I'll tell you, just this past week, and they say, you know, your back molars are getting flat. I say, you know, I eat a lot of ice. And they say, they don't, I don't think this is because of ice. 
But at the end of the day, as you get older, your grinders cease. In verse number four, when the doors of the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades, when you can't hear as well as you used to, when men rise up at the sound of birds, but all of the songs grow faint, and when men are afraid of heights, verse five, and of the dangers of the street, when it's hard to get out and get going. When the almond tree blossoms, the white hair comes, the gray hair comes. When the almond tree blossoms and the grasshoppers drag himself along and desire no longer is stirred. And then Solomon says, then man goes to his eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is severed or the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring or the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. Without God, it's meaningless. Verse 9, not only was the teacher wise, but also he imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. Verse 11, the words of the wise are like goads. Anybody know what a goad is? It's a sharp metal tip, often used to keep oxen and cattle moving along the way. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Who is your shepherd? Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study wearies the body. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Solomon sums it up here where he says, Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. That's the conclusion of the matter. To fear God and keep his commandments. Otherwise, life is meaningless. And so... We find life is about relationships, building relationships with others, responding to the needs that others have. Life is about recognizing we haven't arrived. We have places to go. Here at Annapolis Church, we have not arrived. We have places to go together. Life is about recognizing we haven't arrived. Life is about looking at the environment around us that we create, that we create for our children, that we create for each other as a family, that you create in your homes. Life is about setting that right environment and culture. 
Life is about looking at the attitudes that we display toward one another. And life is about love for God and love for your fellow man. And so I close today with one song that Solomon wrote. If you would turn back just a few books to Psalms chapter, Psalm chapter 20, 127. And the lesson will be yours. The Bible teaches us from Solomon's Psalm 127, life without God is senseless. All of life's work, building a home, establishing a career, raising a family, being involved in a church family, it must have God as its foundation. The Bible says in Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay late and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children our reward from him. The lesson is yours today. May you always remember those kind ladies that are driving 40 on the turnpike. But may you also keep in mind that life is not meant to be meaningless with God. Let us stand.